What's going on, Spooky fans? Welcome to another episode of Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. I am your chilling host, Ruben. I don't need a babysitter. Hi, I'm Quinn! <laughs> uh, this week was actually my pick this this, uh, this movie, in which I'm really excited about this movie that we went with. Yeah, I really like this movie. Same. I've seen this movie one time before. Actually, we watched it together. Yes. And But it, we watched it right when it came out, so it's been a while. Yeah. I don't right? Know, what year did this come out? This movie came out in 2017. Yeah. Yeah, and it went straight to Netflix. It wasn't in theaters or anything else like that. It was a Netflix special. Yeah, so before we get into that movie, make sure you, uh, all you spooky fans, have your kids tucked in, everything like that. Make sure they have their babysitter so uh, you guys can uh, enjoy your movie nights or anything else. Because the movie that we went over is actually <laughs> The Babysitter <laughs> um, from Netflix on 2017. We don't really have any housekeeping, which we'll cover more of that later on. But this movie overall was, I, I don't know, I really liked it. I really, like, I really this enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it more the second time than I did the first time. You know, so did I. I really did. And it's got a lot of name actors in it, too, that it's really great to see them do something else that's in their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know, I loved it so much. And I, I caught things watching it this time that I didn't catch the first time. Like Like, what? you wouldn't think this movie would be one of those that, like, has things in it. But yeah, they set up a lot of stuff in this movie. Yeah. And especially, oh, you need to watch the second one, because this is part of a, uh, a sequel, so this is the first one. Yeah. The second one did come out, um, Babysit- The Babysitter Killer Queen in 2020. Yeah. That one was a good one, too. And But yeah, so, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, the movie starts off with this super scared kid, very shy, very timid. His name is Cole. And what you're already making that face, because exactly, yes, spooky fans, this is Quincy. This is Quitman. Uh, this, Pretty much, that, you watch this, was this movie me as a kid. You watch this movie, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, okay, now I totally understand." That's that's Ruben and everything. Sorry, sweet fans, I had to get some snacks. <laughs> yes, that is that. That was I, I actually put that in my notes that uh, I relate to Cole a lot. <laughs> I didn't get picked on like he did, but same personality. I was painfully shy. I still am. I'm still very painfully shy. Yeah, you are. But it's a. But it, you're getting better. We are introduced to Cole and his friend Melanie. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. Uh, he she lives across the street from him with her dad, who is recently divorced, and his um, midlife crisis mobile. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That. But I mean, the car wasn't bad. But, it wasn't bad. It was but, a nice but car. Very. I don't know how. Like how they said in the movie, kind of douchey. Yeah, kind of douchey. But just because of the way that he was. But yeah, the dad is a dick. Yeah. By the way. This, or the neighbor dad. Yeah, Full they never gave him a name. Um, and we were also introduced to Cole's babysitter mm-hmm. and his bullies all in, in quick succession. You get introduced to a lot of the characters one right after the other. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole is on his way home and is stopped by Jeremy and his two goofy looking friends. Mm-hmm. And they all pick on him and he's talking about how he made it with a sophomore girl. He's 14. And a girl like a woman like that blew his mind and all this stuff. And... Cole has the perfect line. He's like, because the Jeremy walks up to him and says, "Have your balls dropped?" And he why looks at him and goes, "Why are you so interested in my balls? Why are you so interested in my balls? And why are you telling me about your dick and how you pleased a sophomore with it? You're 14." Oh yeah, that was great. I really want to know. So this next part that happens again, yeah, Cole's getting picked on by Jeremy and everything. When finally B shows up, B is the babysitter. Clay, I just got that by the way. What? 
her name's B, and yeah. she's the babysitter. Yeah, really? Okay. But she's played by um, Samara Weaving. I love her. I love her. She does a really great job with her acting style and everything like that in this movie, just because she does have that relatable, I don't know, that that cool factor. She has this, like, too cool girl energy, but mm-hmm. not... Okay, so there's, there's a fine line between too cool and attractive mm-hmm. and hot and an asshole about it and she walks that fine line between being like full of herself hot and like relatable and cool yeah very much so do you know what other movie she's in yes ready or not yes that's right i was gonna see if you knew that oh i loved her yeah same again she still had that same dynamic that same characteristics of it too and which i don't know i just found i found very very enjoyable i also want to point out um, two things. She is from Australia. Yeah. Oh, which okay. Is really hard to tell because she does a flawless American accent. I was gonna say I knew she was. I knew she was an American, but she's from Australia. And does she remind you of anybody else? Any other actresses? I don't know. I'm kind of getting Emma Stone vibes. To me, looks wise, she reminds me of Margot Robbie and Jamie Priestley. Like, oh, okay. If there were, if there was a Pokemon evolution, it would be <laughs> Samara Weaving. Uh huh. Then. Um, Margot Robbie and then Jamie Priestley would be the final stage because okay. they all look very similar to me. Huh. They have very similar facial structures. Okay, okay, I can see that. But B kind of walks up to Jeremy and she tells him something in the ear, which I really want to know because the only thing that Jeremy says is, "You crazy bitch." Yeah, and then he leaves, and I <laughs> want yeah, I want to know what she said. I better know what she said. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how we'll, you could bet. We'll cover it later. Okay, sure. But so from there. She drops off Cole back at the house, and we kind of see Cole asking his parents, like, hey, am I really, like, that big of a scaredy cat? Am I all this stuff? And you could tell his parents are trying to help toughen him up, I guess, but in a, in a very soft, very nature. Soft I'm that. sorry. I'm going to – I get he's he's 12 years old, but – oh, no, he was 14. Yeah. 14, Yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes you you have to rip the bandaid off because a lot of fourteen kids they they understand. I mean, they know. They, yeah. they want to see. If, sometimes, if you're telling the truth, I guess. Yeah. And this is this know. is where the movie starts with setting things up in the future. Yes. Oh my God. There's so much. There's we're so inter- much connections. We're introduced to his mom, mm-hmm. and she's working in their crawl space trying to get rid of uh, rats. Rats. Mm-hmm. And he sees bugs and uh, spiders in there, and he says, "Well." You should get rid of the spiders. No, they're good for us. They get all the other gross bugs to keep us safe. And his mom has been in a bunch of stuff, too. Yes. His mom was Lisa Bibb. Yes. And yeah. she's been in... I want to say she was in another movie we've watched. She's been in a lot of movies. She was in Iron Man, Law Abiding Citizen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let me see. What else was she in? She was in Tag. She was one of the, the wives that was getting married mm-hmm. in the movie. Yes. She plays... I, I feel like she gets typecast a lot as, like, the the wife. You know that? Okay, I, I, I see that. But she does have a, a good range of from comedy nature to serious nature. Yes. Because when she was the, the law assistant and law-abiding citizen, I was so upset when that, uh, when what happened to her. If you haven't seen that movie, sorry, Speak Fans. You should go watch Law Abiding Citizen. Also. I watched the very end. I don't know what happened to her. I, you, yeah, you're going to have to rewatch it again. I've seen that movie like multiple times. It, it's fantastic. But so he's talking to the, to the mom and that kind of all goes through. And then his dad, it kind of pans off to his dad taking him to learn how to drive a car. And 
Cole is just, he's timid, he's scared, he turns the car on, he gets it ready, and he's like, yeah, I'm ready to go, and nope, I'm not doing anything. And the he dad, almost went full Tina Belcher. Yeah. And the dad is uh, Ken Marino. He was... He's in a lot of stuff, too. He was in Scary Movie 5. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Yeah, he was the brother to... Oh, man, I can't even think of his name right now. Charlie Sheen's... Yes. Well, that was... Three was he the brother? In? He was in no. Three it was Simon Rex four. was the brother in three. Was he? Yeah, but oh. he was um, Mr. Marino has been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and I know he's more, been in scary movie. Yeah, he's been in more um, more TV shows, I believe. Yeah, than he has in in other movies. But no, yeah. Once you see his face, you're like, ah, I know him. I, I've seen him before, and you just know him not by his name, I guess, but more by his character. Yes, I love the I love the movies that do that. Like when we saw. Uh, God, what is his name? Jim Raimi mm-hmm. in Wishmaster. Oh, yeah, true. And it's like, you know him from somewhere. But, yeah, you just can't think about it. So this all happens, and we find out that the parents are going actually out of town for the weekend. And they're going to the Hyatt of The State. Hyatt in the city, the little and, large. And we find out that the parents are kind of having some, some uh, trouble on, you know, some trouble in paradise and everything. They're so. like a margarita. Yeah, I guess They're so. On the They're on the rocks. They're on the. Oh, that was dumb. That was so dumb. Oh, that was so bad. But so this was kind of a way for them to maybe get away from everything like that and try to fix things, try to work on some stuff. You know what I mean? So from there, it's the next day. It's we're gonna go with Saturday. Yeah, we're going with Saturday. No, no, we'll go with Friday. I want to say it was like a Friday because they were leaving for the weekend. Yeah, so they're leaving yeah. Friday night. Yeah. So B shows up. And, you know, they're telling Cole, hey, don't overexert yourself. Don't do all this stuff like you that. You know, flu shot. you know, very, very, um. Overprotective. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And, equipment, you know me. I'm very much like, go play in the grass. Go get dirty. Did you get cut on your arm? Awesome. You're going to be fine. Are you bleeding? No. If not, you're fine. You're good. Let's go have some more fun. That's how I usually am with my kids. And probably people are like, oh my God, this guy's horrible. But I don't know. Let, the, let kids the kids babysit. Kids. We, we don't have kids children. Kids. <laughs> yeah, true. Hey, but none of them have died. None of them have had to go to the emergency room while under our watch. None of them have had to do any of that. No. See? We haven't. Ha. Responsible. Responsibility. Yeah. But anyway, so his parents are going through all of that and telling him, you know, hey, don't don't move the furniture. Don't do this. We just redid all this stuff. You know, don't overexert yourself. And it starts going like, they're I like, oh, yes, up. no problem. They tell him, don't move the furniture. We just redid the floors. Mm-hmm. And it happens. Yeah. Oh, my God. This <laughs> blowing my And mind. so we see now B and Cole start kind of – it's like this montage of just him going – like just being a regular kid, which is great for him because he's – Coming out of his shell a little bit more. Yeah. I guess it, he's actually being able to relax and stuff. And they go swimming. They do all this stuff. They're making pizzas. They're making a mess. And it's just, it's fantastic to me because, again, he seems genuinely happy. Yes. You know? I want to do a sidebar here. Okay. And play, play a game from this movie. Okay. So, Cole comes up with this game. And he tells B, what is your... You're forced. You're you're saving the galaxy. Oh yeah, there's there's this big evil in the galaxy, and you only have five seats in a spaceship, and you can choose anybody from any science fiction, movies, comedies, like whatever you're wanting, but you have to choose five people. You only have five Who are seats. You choosing? I honestly can't think of that right now. Really? Yeah, I can't. I really can't because I mean, my brain goes straight to like superheroes and Marvel, but I would kind of want it to be a little bit more realistic, like what they picked. You know, like Ripley from Aliens. Um, 
you know, the Predator. Okay. And just, you know, just a bunch of, I, like, I wanted to branch it out, you know, more. So I really have to kind of think about that. I really, I don't know. I don't have a team. I can tell to, you mine. To save the universe. Right now. Okay. Doctor Who. Which doctor? Um, Eleven. Which was David Tennant. Okay, I was about to say, I was like, "Do you know?" Because David Tennant may have some spooky fans mad at you. <laughs> I want River Song. Okay. I want Captain Janeway. Okay. I want Gamora from Marvel, mm-hmm. and I want um, Queen Lalandra, the the Shi'ar queen from X Men. Ah, okay. Alright. See, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want somebody like super brainy like Mr. Fantastic or Iron Man just because of the fact that I would think that they would overthink it and kind of... There's so many comic books and stuff that they've done that is just horrible and they've ruined the world because of it. Mm-hmm. Like the Marvel... Uh, the zombies? The Marvel zombies? Yes. Mr. Fantastic was like, let's just have them overrun and we'll be like the new evolution and he pretty much ends up going like mad with it. Yeah. I believe. But anyways, we digress. I will get you my team later on before this episode, I guess, so it ends. Or we I'll, can I'll just put to. it on the Facebook and have everybody else sit, tell yeah, us there. Yeah, I would love teams. that too. Yeah, let's post that out today too or tomorrow. I'll put my list up and there. Yeah, we'll get that We'll get that rolling for you spooky fans. So they, they kind of have fun or whatever. Yeah. And tie it all together. B says, hey, it, it's time for you to go to bed. You look tired. And Cole's like, okay, yeah, I'll go to bed. And she goes, hey, will you go to bed if I give you a shot? Or no, he says, no, I'm not tired. I don't want to go to bed. Come on, like, let me stay up with you tonight. And yeah, she goes, do you want to have a... She's like, I'll give you a shot then, you know, so you can you can rest. And she goes and gets him a shot, and he's like freaking out. And not because of the fact that he thinks something's wrong with it, but <laughs> but he's freaking out because of the fact that it's alcohol and he's again he's a little timid he's very shy and scared about everything so he's not like i I don't know if i want to do this i don't want to break the rules but i want to break the rules i want to be cool for b i want to be cool for b and stuff so he ends up throwing the shot in a plant and kind of ends it from there you know and she takes the shot and they're like okay time to go to bed and when they go to bed he actually asks something that i know i've felt before like even nowadays of you know asking like hey am Am I okay? Am I, am I, you know, I just, I want to feel normal Yeah. stuff like that. And she tells him like, hey, you are normal. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm weird. Everybody makes fun of me because I'm weird. And she's like, dude, a lot of people like weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. Be yourself. And that's what I really, again, enjoyed from this movie. Because if you like listen to the subtle undertones of some of the stuff that happens throughout it. It's okay to be a weird kid. It, it's okay. And I, I love how this kind of builds up to his character. Because again, I'm going to. I'll, I'll post out some stuff that I, I saw, or mm-hmm. at least that I took from it. And some people may have been like, Ruben, you're stretching. But I don't know. I don't feel like that. I felt this was the, one of the first ones of building up his confidence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The the things that she says to him, she um, she built his confidence to help with the, what, the ad- adversion that he faces throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. She also tells him, we, we skipped a part um, when we were talking about her and Jeremy mm-hmm. scaring off the bully. She tells him, she tells Cole, if you ever do anything with him, you run at him, make him chase you, and then drop like a rock and kick him in the dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's right. Like a, a defending yourself kind of yeah. thing. Um, and they they go to bed. She says, well, I'll be downstairs if you need me. Go to sleep. Mm-hmm. A couple of hours later, about an hour and a half later, the the group 
comes by because everyone's like, oh, your babysitter probably invites boys over and has orgies and, and does stuff. Yeah, Melanie, the girl from before. So he hears people downstairs because Cole isn't asleep. He didn't take the shot. And he kind of goes down to go see what's going on after he talks to his friend Melanie about it. And Melanie's like, go look at him. Go be a perv kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he goes downstairs. And this is where we meet the rest of the ragtag group of cast. And again, love these people. Love, love, love these people in the way that they, they did everything. We also find out that the shot was drugged and he's supposed to be out for the rest of the night. We don't find that out yet. No? No, that was after. Because remember he was... Yeah, that was after. Well, I'll, I'll get oh, to that part. I thought she told them in the group. No, no, no. Not yet. So we go there and we see that there's um, one, two, three, four, five people there, mm-hmm. including including B, which makes six. Okay, so they're all playing around to spin the bottle. We have uh, Max, Sonia, Allison, John, and another like Samuel. Samuel, a goofy kid that doesn't look like he fits in. You know, very yeah. uh, very nerdy. But the whole group has got its full. It's full diversity, I guess. We have the cheerleader, we have the jock, we have the uh, the entrepreneur, we have the uh, the fashionista, I guess, if you want to call her that. And then we have the cool kid, B. And if the you've ever seen the... Remind me of Archie. Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. They fit the archetypes. Yes, exactly. Of the five of, people in a horror movie. Exactly. So from there, we kind of start seeing everybody. They're playing, like I said, they're playing truth and dare. And finally, they get to a spot where... Um, m- I was going to say, yeah, Max. Sorry, I forgot his name, my spooky fans. Where Max spins the bottle, and it lands on B. Max is played by one of my all-time favorite people, because I feel like him and his his family genes are just through the roof out there, by uh, Robbie Am- uh, Amell, cousin of Stephen Amell, or Amell, which is uh, Green Arrow. In the they're Arrow cousins? series. Yeah, they're, they're cousins. Brothers? No, they're not brothers. I looked that up like several times, because they're, they're in a lot of movies, but they're cousins. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're played by Max, or he's he plays Max, and he tells B to make out with everybody. So B goes through around the room and makes out with everybody in very different ways of kissing, I love which it. Was, was was fantastic because it just felt like that was the personality to each one of them, mm-hmm. you know. And they get to Samuel, or she gets to Samuel, and you could tell he's like very skittish. He's like, "Hey, I don't really know you. I don't, I don't kind of feel comfortable with this." And she's like, "It's okay. Like we're just all trying to have. We're just all having fun." We're being friends. This guys we're, being we're, dudes. We're opening up, you know, like, hey, it's totally cool. And so she talks him into kissing her. And while his eyes are closed, she pulls out two knives and stabs him in the head. This is what the first kill scene that we get to see in this uh-huh. movie. Which was great because even whenever, like, he's getting stabbed in the head, he was like, I don't want to be a sacrifice. And his lips are starting to get swerved <laughs> because, again, his... His motor functions are probably dying because yes. there's a knife. There's two knives in his in his brain, you know. And from there, the rest of the group gets really excited about like, oh yeah, okay, cool, 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 cool. And we start finally get met. Yeah, and we start finding out that B and the group are doing like a a sacrifice to uh, to the devil mm-hmm. to honor their favorite wishes or kind of make everything you know everything that they wanted come true. Which is great. And then this is where we actually find out that B's like, yeah, you need the blood of a sacrifice, which is Samuel, and the blood of the innocent, which they're looking for Cole. You yes. find out that that's, that's who it is. And from there, Allison oh. and everybody are kind of just talking about, like, oh, what they're wanting dream-wise, what, what's happening with everything like that. And that's whenever they're like, okay, 
let's go upstairs, let's go get the blood. And Cole starts freaking out because he's, he's witnessed all this. He just saw this first guy die, and he goes and runs back in his room. He's trying to figure out what's going on. He grabs a pocket knife. He tries to uh, – he gets a, a sheet rope kind of thing ready to go to try to jump out the window. But before he can, they all kind of walk into the he room. He also so calls he, the police. Yeah, he calls the police, let them know, which smart on his on his move. Gives them all the information. And before they come in the room, he jumps back in the bed, covers up, and pretends he's asleep. All right, sweet fans. Here's another thing that we uh, we didn't miss, but in the beginning part of the movie, this is one of his fears, is needles. He okay? has a huge fear of needles. Huge fear of needles. So they're there, and B tells the, the group, hey, he's drugged. I gave him a shot that's got enough uh, drugs in it to pretty much keep him asleep for about eight hours. You know? Oh, shit. And they're like, okay, cool. Shot. and so they get the needle out and they just need his blood they weren't going to kill him they weren't going to do anything like that they just needed his blood so they take the blood out from him but he's awake so he's awake when they're doing this and freaking out like you just see the fear on his face like oh my god yeah he tenses up a lot yeah so they all leave the room but B's like "Mm, something's really weird here I can feel it in my bones and she waits for she waits for him. So he gets up out of bed. He tries to do everything like that. Ends up fainting. This next part of the scenes are, are some of my favorite because he wakes up tied to a chair downstairs with with the group and everybody like looking at him like, "What did you see?" And he was like, "The first thing he asks is why is Max have his shirt off?" Which I we thought, never figured out was, why. I thought that was hilarious. Like, why are you naked? Like, yeah. It's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's great to look at. Oh, fantastic! But why don't you have but a shirt why don't you on? Have a shirt on? <laughs> like none of this makes sense. Oh, we also missed something—a kind of funny scene when they pull the knives out of Samuel's head to get the sacrificial blood. One side of his head gets clogged up and shoots, uh, spray all over his John. Yeah, uh, shoots spray all over John. So he's like, he's like covered in blood, I'm covered and- in blood, guys. Yeah. And that's the other question that Cole asks is why is he covered in blood? And it's just – it's funny. The banter that they have back and forth because he's not like your your typical captive. He's, he's not freaking he's, out. He's not like freaking out. He's just more curious about like what all is going on and just trying to stall like, hey, OK, I'll give you answers. You give me answers. Yeah. And from there, you know, again, the banter kind of goes back and forth of what's going on. What did you see? What happened? And he's like, I didn't see anything. There was – well, you guys were, weren't you guys having an orgy or something? Like, don't you need my blood for an orgy? And so he kind of pulls the wool over their eyes of like, oh, he didn't see anything. He didn't see anything, you know. And they were about to kind of let him go, but then he pulls out he his pulls pocket out the pocket knife. knife and trying to cut the ropes. And that's when Allison sees him through the mirror that was behind him, and he was like, oh crap. Which you this know? is Allison is played by Bella Thorne. Yeah, and this is the first time I have seen her outside of a Disney show. And she knocks it out of the park because she is hilarious. She is. And this, her comedic delivery is just spot on. Yeah, it's good. Like I was, like I said, very surprised on some of the roles that they that they play and the way that they're able to execute them. It was great stuff, you know. So this kind of goes off when everybody's like, "Oh, look at that! He's you know he's smart. He's a little badass. You know he's starting to get there." And they're kind of like respecting him too throughout this whole movie, which again. It's a great thing to have. Um, from there, the cops show the, the up cops as he's getting up. his, his yeah. cuffs undone. Mm-hmm. 
And the cops break down the door because Cole starts screaming, saying that they're in here. They have me tied up and everything. All the while still trying to cut the ropes with the pocket knife. Good for him, by the way. And from there, John is freaking out. Robbie Amal has a... Max. Max, yeah. He has a uh, a poker for like the fireplace kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he just throws it like a javelin, spearing the, the eye of one of the officers. Which was great because the officer there, he's like stumbling, you know, poor officer. But he ends up shooting Allison in the boob. And she flies across the room and she goes, he shot me in the boob. I have an ugly tit now and all this stuff. And it's great. Through the whole movie. I couldn't stop laughing at this point. Like, it's bad that they're getting killed, but. That becomes her like whole thing for the rest of the movie is talking about her ugly deflated titty. As she calls it. It's great. And so from there, B slices the throat of the other uh, the other cop. And she's like, crap, now I have to clean all of this up. Well, when this is all happening, Cole breaks out of the chair and everything and goes and runs after them. Or he goes and runs upstairs to get away. And she's like, get him. Go get him. You know, we have to stop him to see what's going on. If we're in a horror movie, you never run upstairs unless the thing chasing you is water. Um, I don't know. He did a pretty good job running upstairs on this one. He already had a plan and a, and a getaway versus running out in the open because he runs upstairs. And while he's running upstairs, John is like, oh, I got him. I got him. You know, let me go get this. And goes and runs. And he ends up tripping on his toys that his mom told Cole to pick up out of the hallway because someone's going to fall and trip earlier in the movie. Things that they set up from the beginning of the movie. Yep, exactly. So he ends up like falling on a, a truck and then falling off the banister onto this glass... It's like trophy a, an award. Thing. Yeah. Through his jugular, just hitting the ground. And Cole's like freaking out because he's like, oh my God, I think I killed somebody. And Mama. Max and our other person, Sonia, which we are just now uh, talking about too, um, they're like, ooh, this is fun now. Like the chase is on kind of thing. They, they are like hardcore masochists or no, not, no. Was that I guess. That's the right word? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and they want, they, they uh, they thrive from the thrill of the hunt. What is her name? Her name is Hannah Mealy. Uh Hannah Mealy. Hannah Mealy. She's, She's from Pitch Perfect. Yes. She's Esther, guys. Yes. Well, she, no, her name's Lily. No, in the in the movie uh, Pitch Perfect, her name is Esther because that was whenever, like in Pitch Perfect three, she's like, "Oh my God, the devil finally left my body. My name's Esther, guys. Oh, okay, there's the go. going, you know." <laughs> but she's the one that would talk. Hi, my name is Esther. Really quiet. But she was the beatboxer. Yes. Yeah, in, in the movie, which is... I like, love her movie. characters, that she does these weird, like, out there people. Yeah. She does it so well. It's awesome. And so they both end up going and following him upstairs. And when they do that, Cole is already in his room, locked the door, and he's shimmying down the... Uh, the sheet the, ladder, the sheet that, he ladder that he made, which again, like I said, super smart for him. So he's shimming it down and he gets outside. And this is where it kind of where he starts running. He runs to the garage because by this time, Max and Sonia see him leaving and they run outside, too. And he gets to the garage. He's like, crap, where do I hide? Where do I hide? Where do I hide? He ends up finding the dead Samuel body in the corner underneath the sheet. But he remembers, hey, my mom was in the crawl space. Let me get the drill. Let me get all this. And he finds a firework that his dad had bought called the the Red Dragon or something. Yes. Yeah. Fat Dragon. Fat Dragon, yeah. And he runs and he goes and hides in the crawl space. With know? a blanket, the drill, a, a lighter. A lighter and the firework. Yeah. You know? And bug spray. No, the bug spray was already down there. Because was that was from whenever his mom was down there. And he was like, why don't you just use the bug spray? And gave it to her. And she was like, no, we're not going to use oh, that. Oh, yeah, and she, she left it, it on there. there. And so... 
from that, again, another like cat and mouse chase is on where Max is looking outside and Sonia is looking around the house and she sees the crawl space. So she goes and hides in there. While Cole was in the crawl space, he's getting kind of covered with spiders and you can tell he's freaking out because, again, if that was me, I'd be like, oh my god, no. I don't they're all over his back. Ugh, I can't. And they're the fuzzy ones. They're the big fuzzy tarantulas. Oh, I can't do that. And so he covers himself up with a, with a, with a blanket and kind of hides in the crawlspace to make it look like he's just, you know, just a, a pile of trash or something. Yeah, just like some moving blankets yeah. or something. Yeah. And she's about to leave whenever Max calls her back outside to kind of help. But Cole moves to knock a spider off of him and pretty much notifying Sonia that he's there. How big was the spider that it set off a rat trap is what I want to know. I want to go, I'm going with the size of my hand. I'm sorry. That thing was big. That thing was That big. is where I draw the line. If, no, if, it, if a spider is larger than your hand, it should not be allowed. No. Yeah. I, from like, yeah, just, it was about the size of the palm. Yeah. yeah not allowed. No. Um, and from there, she's like coming back and stuff like that. And he lights the firework on and tries to shoot her with it. Well, it ends up missing her and it's there on the side. And she was like, haha, you missed me. And from there, he kind of like kicks her and she falls on the rat traps. My nails. Yeah. Screaming about her nails and everything. And this is, again, this part is funny just because of the way that she talks and what she's kind of going with. She's like, haha, you missed me. Don't worry. I'm going to kill you, Cole. I have some extra cookies. I'm going to eat them. Yeah. And like all this stuff. For some reason, she She, has cookies. She's known as the cookie cookie person. person. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. But finally, Cole gets out while she's still kind of like trying to chase him, and he seals the uh, the crawl space with the drill again with the with the nail, so she can't get out. And while this, she's like, "I'm going to kill you," and trying to like stab him through the, the little holes. And so he gets the bug spray and sprays her on the face, and you know she's screaming. And by this time, the firework is still kind of going off. Well, the first explosion actually happens, and you hear her scream like, "Oh, I blew her up!" And then the next thing, she's like, "I'm still alive, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> Then I guess the can explodes. Yeah. You sure? Boom. (laughs) And Cole is sent back flying, you know, and he's kind of dazed, knocked out, which I, like I said, I really like this because of the fact that during his fight with Sonya, he ends up overcoming his fear about the bugs and the crawl Mm -hmm. space and everything else. He's becoming more confident of like, hey, I need to do what I need to do. But now he wakes up and he sees... He's like, okay, I'm out of it. Let me go run and like, let me go get help. And Max is behind him. And he was like, hey, what did you do? Like, that, that was really that cool. That was really awesome. Yeah, and he was like, nothing. Again, the banter is great because Max is like, did you blow up Sonya? Yeah. With what? Firework? Like, it's just, it's, <laughs> just, it's, just, it's just, it's deadpan delivery. Like, yeah. Like, there's no, there's no time delay. It's just, it's just quick shot answers. And yeah. it's, it's fantastic. I feel like that's what makes this movie really genuinely great. Is the banter. Yes. So from there, Max is like, okay, well, you know, hey, you, I'll give you a head start. And he was like, come on, man, you're, you're the quarterback. I can't outrun you or anything like that. And he was like, life's not fair. You gotta, you you gotta, gotta deal with the punches. So are you gonna run or not? And so Cole throws the can of bug spray at him and starts hauling ass. Well, Max is like, cool, let's do this, and goes and starts. And he, uh, while he's running, Cole remembers what B told him about falling down and kind of going with like the the sack of bricks and like, hey, you need to defend yourself when shit happens. Yeah. So he does it and executes it perfectly. You know, Max falls, trips over him, falls down. He goes in for the hit and hits him, but he misses his dick and like hits him like in the. In the Max leg. gets up and he says. You missed my dick, and I've got a big dick. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm pretty sure I hit it. No, 
I'm pretty sure you did it. <laughs> and again, the banter is awesome. But again, this is okay. I keep saying again, spooky fans, and I apologize. But this next part is something that's really awesome. Because if it wasn't a horror movie, you'd be like, oh, a Big Brother moment kind of thing. Max hears somebody egging his house, and Cole tells him, oh, yeah, it's this Dick Jeremy that picks on me and everything else. And Max's like, no, you're not going to have somebody disrespect you like that. Not like, on your house. Not on your house, man. That's bullshit. And takes him and, like, pretty much pep talks him up to going to talk to Jeremy and telling him to pretty much fuck off. Yeah. You know? And... From there, Cole's like, okay, cool, let us let me go do this. And he goes and does it. You know, he tells him to mess off. Yes, Jeremy still, like, doesn't believe him, picks on him, and kind of pushes him down and everything. But even Max was like, hey, man, I really respect you for that. Like, it you takes a lot of guts for you to stand up. See, you need to be like that. You need to be respectful. You need to be responsible. And from there, he's like, and you need to know when to strike. You know, sometimes you talk too much and you just got to go with it. And this whole time that Max is <laughs> this this, so that funny. Max is going with this, Cole just goes and like slaps him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, now it's on. See, look at you, hell yeah, man, that's the way to be." And this, Cole, this just open palm slap, right and you in the hear face. it, you hear it. That's what makes it so like awesome because you're like, "Holy shit, that did sound like it hurt." Just imagine the buffest guy you know getting open palm slapped by a fourteen year old. <laughs> Yeah, it was epic. Now I want to watch like YouTube videos of like a, the people getting slapped unconscious kind of thing. <laughs> but so from that, Cole runs away and he goes to his tree to house. his treehouse that his parents were taking down because they said he's too he's too old now to have a treehouse kind of thing. And Robbie, or uh, sorry, I just Max keep calling him. Walk, chases uh, him, gets him, Robbie follows him up the stairs, mm-hmm. and he kicks the stairs out behind him so yeah. that he can stay up there and be safe. And as he's kind of waiting he we see max running around the tree and he sees a, a tire swing or rope swing mm-hmm. and climbs up and sneaks up on on cole and cole they have another kind of heart to heart almost yeah and max is telling him you you're not gonna love this i'm just gonna kill you yeah i'm gonna get it over to be honest but you're gonna die with dignity and you're gonna die with respect so let's go ahead and take all this egg off of you let's go ahead and do this man you are like a true a true guy, a true man, you know. You deserve a warrior's death. Exactly. You should be proud of, you know, how long you lasted. This is great. And the whole time while he's talking about this, the floor is kind of starting to go out. You can see it's cracking and everything, and that's actually why his parents were taking it down, because it was full of termites. and Like was, rotting wood. It was rotting wood. And so while while Max has Cole, like, in a, in a chokehold kind of thing, like in a death grip, the floor gives out on him, and... Max tries to grab onto the to a branch or the rope, and since his hands are all covered with egg and yolk, he slips and misses, and the rope actually ends up tying around his neck, snapping his neck. While Cole hangs on to him, to Cole keep hangs him on to him, the tree. yeah, around his waist. And I don't know if you noticed this. There's only three intentional deaths in this movie. Yeah. Everything he, else was accidental. Cole never really intended to kill anybody. Yeah. It's always accidental. It's, it's always been accidental. So, I don't know. I would take Sonya's death as a as a, a true death. Like, he, he wanted to kill... Not not like wanted, wanted to kill her, but he knew that it was going to It was going to happen, yeah. yeah. Like, the with Max and, and John, I don't know. I, I don't feel purpose. like those ones were... I think he was more like, oh my god, that actually happened. But... Again, so he he stands up and he's very much like, cool, I'm going to survive this, I'm going to be okay. Takes a breather and 
Who's then behind him now? It's B with a shotgun. He just hears a shot behind him. He's like, guns? Are you serious, guys? <laughs> and then runs off. You know, He runs across the street and run, literally runs into Melanie because she mm-hmm. has the door open. And he tackles her into the door and she's like, what the hell is happening? And he tells her everything. As they're sitting at the door, kind of hunkered down, we see Shadow walking up, a shadow walking up to the door. So they go and hide behind the stair, because they have this weird staircase in the middle of their house. And B walks in and starts stalking them. So they're constantly running around the stairwell. And at one point, a vase somehow gets knocked off of a table. <laughs> Cole, this was the coolest thing. Cole catches it twice because it slips off and he just Yeah, he just goes and goes leaps for out it. and grabs Everything. it. Yeah. And they actually manage to evade B because there's a cell phone upstairs that rings. Mm-hmm. So they both, Melanie and Cole, run into the bathroom and they have this heart to heart and she gives him a kiss and he's like, Oh, I see now. Yeah. What's happening? And he's like, Okay. I'm going to take care of this. And he runs out of the room and shuts the door behind him. And she goes, the door locks from the inside, dummy. I, I appreciate you protecting me. Yeah, that, that was sweet, though. Now, stay alive so we can make out. Yeah, we'll make out next time. <laughs> he runs out and... He pretty much calls B out. He was like, hey, where are you at? I'm going back to my house. Come and get me. Yeah, let's come on, go. B, let's go. Let's go. And he goes back to the house. And this is where we see Allison now on the chair. And she looks dead. Like he she, touches her and yeah. she doesn't move. She, you know, he listens to see if he can hear her, her breath or whatever. She doesn't move. But, so he's walking around and he ends up going to the kitchen. And this is kind of where he gets tackled by Allison. And she starts, like, trying to beat him up and stuff like that. And she's but like, she, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. And she's, so, <laughs> she's punching him and, like, trying to punch him in the face and slap him and stuff. So he he... Does what you're supposed to do. He defended himself and he starts hitting her back, just pretty much closing his eyes and flailing. Yes. And he ends up like hitting her in the boob and like slapping her in the boob where she got shot. And she calls him a pervert. She's like, I knew you wanted me, da da da, like all this stuff. And she was like, Pervert. And he's like, You can't be mad at for defending myself. You're going to kill me. And she's like, It's just, again, the banter is what's great about Flawless banter. And they, they kind of separate the kitchen and. He's like, why are you doing all of this? I wanted to meet my wish. I wanted to be a, my career to come true or whatever. What did you want to do? And you're thinking she's going to be something like supermodel, whatever. She wanted to be a journalist. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, you, you're super smart and you're super hot and you're nice and friendly and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, thank you. I'm still going to kill you. Yeah. And they start fighting around the kitchen. He runs to the dishwasher to grab the knife. That his dad put in the dishwasher, and we see a flashback of his parents. And his mom's like, "Did you put the dish, the knife in the dishwasher?" Yeah, why? Well, I put it back in the knife block. Yeah, it's supposed to go in the knife block. Please and put it there. As it comes, as we go back to the kitchen, Allison has the knife from the knife block, and she runs yeah. at Cole to kill him. And as she runs up to stab him, her head explodes. Uh, yep. B has found them with the shotgun and killed her. Yeah, she ends up putting it, and she, and this is what's kind of cool too, is because B kind of talks to him, and is very much so of the like, oh, I was defending you, like, no, it's me and you, like, I hated those people, like, this was all part of this the plan. was part of like the plan, this was everything, like, I don't understand, and so, 
they go into this really heart to heart because Cole ends up picking up the book of the dead or the the, the verses of of the demon book. Yeah, that B was using to make the the ritual. And he's going to light it on fire, which good for him. And because did you notice what he did? He did something very smart that not a lot of people do in horror movies. He kept his distance. He yes. kept his focus. He didn't bluff on when I'm going to, if I'm, if you step closer, I'm going to burn this. He kept the lighter to the book. He kept the, the lighter book. to the book. Like, it was great. And he's like, I just want answers. Tell me the truth. Tell me all this stuff. He pretty much gets all the information from B about how... What the ritual is, what's going on, how long she's been doing this, doing this, you know, what's happening, and B tells him like, "Hey, you know, you can run away with me now. You can come with me. Like it'll be me and you, the two compadres. We'll have a lot of fun. You know, it's just going to be me and you against the world." And you think that he's really debating about it because, again, everything that he's been through, everything that he kind of feels like being unwanted and stuff. He's like, "I finally belong." Yeah, I mean, that involves murder, but I belong. I belong. Nope, psych. He's like, no, because I can't let you hurt other people, and catches the book on fire, throws the book one way while he jets to the left, and runs out of the house while B is like screaming and trying to turn not turn the book off of fire. But well, the book's super old, so it catches real quick. Parchment, fellas. Yeah, real fast. And from this, we start hearing Queen's uh, "We Are the Champions," and you're like, the movie's gonna be over. He's just gonna run away. Nope, psych again, folks. Cole pulls a fast one. Yeah. He goes and steals the car from his douchebag neighbor. From Melanie's dad. Because he leaves the keys in it, which, what the heck. Spooky fans, do you guys leave your keys in the car? I don't. Someone I know does. Really? Okay, well then we're not going to say anything about that. Yeah. I found this (laughs) out the other night. But yeah, no, I don't don't understand that. I don't know. I just feel like somebody's going to take your your car easier. Not to sound like old people, but... Leaving your keys in your car nowadays, yeah. not a good idea. I mean, it's, it's not They're always doing catalytic converters, so like... <laughs> Very true. And from there, he gets the car. He remembers everything that his dad taught him how to do on drive a car, even though 12. he's never driven a car two. before. 10 and 12. No wonder you're bad at driving. <laughs> <laughs> and so he steals the car and hauls ass. And again, you're thinking he's going to drive away. Nope. He turns the car... Speeds it straight to the house and drives the car through the front door or through the window area where B was trying to put the book out and crushes her with a car. Yep. Like, what the actual F? Ta-da. How do you like me now? Exactly. He gets out of the car and goes to B and she's pinned underneath the, underneath the car and he's like, you know, why did you do this? You know, we could have, you know, what what's going on? And she's... You know, connecting to him still, and she's been like, "No, I wasn't never gonna hurt you. I never wanted it to be like this. You know, it got too extreme. It got out of hand, and I, I needed my wish too." And you never find out what her wish was. No, you never find out actually what a lot of people's wishes were, which you don't find out until the second movie. Oh, we do find out the yeah. wishes. Okay, yeah. we'll have to watch that together. Yeah, that one that will be a good one to watch for us too. And you know, he's kind of. Not that he's over her, but he's very much like, I'm not going to play to your defense. He's disenchanted. Yeah, very much so. You know, the the veil's off of his face, off of his eyes, I guess, if you want to go with it. The rose-colored glasses are gone. And he kind of sees her for for how he is, or how she is. And, you know, she's still trying to connect with him, trying to be like, you know, hey, you're you're an awesome kid. You're going to do great. Don't worry about all this. You know, just be yourself. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm going to be fine. Screw you kind of thing. Yeah. And he ends up leaving the 
leaving the car there. All of the, the police officers and everybody show up. But we do have a really sweet moment um, as she's fading away. Yeah. She asks what his dream team was. Right. And he includes, you know, sci-fi people and he says, well, my final are me and you. And she's like, I didn't know we could do that. And it's you can sci-fi, tell us, you can do anything. Yeah. She's like, oh. Uh, oh, you know, this would have been, again, that's another one of those heartfelt moments that she was like, she truly cared for him. She really did. It she wasn't really, just using him for yeah. his innocent blood. And which she said that in front of the group before when she didn't know Cole was around, but no, you can see it in this moment that it was it was it was true. She you actually know? cared for she him. She actually truly cared for him. She really didn't want him to die. Yeah. And so like I said from there, she passes away. Cole leaves the house. Melanie comes over and she's like, "Oh, you're kind of like my hero kind of thing," and gives him a kiss. And her dad again is freaking out because he's a douche and just worried about his car. He's like, and my I'm, car. Yeah. And he kind of gets respect from everybody now on the on the block, you know, because uh, Jeremy and the two goons are like, "Yeah, Cole stole a car and killed like 50 people and stuff like that." And and Jeremy's it, like, "Oh, whatever, whatever." You know, he ain't that cool. <laughs> this was so funny. And then he's his bike. He's named his bike Cindy. And his parents come up and run over his bike. And he's like, Cindy. Oh, no. Which, I don't know if it's a scary movie reference. Maybe? No? I don't, I don't, I think, don't so. think so. I don't think so. But that's kind of where we end the movie. His parents are asking him if he's okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Um, I don't think I need a babysitter anymore. I don't need a babysitter anymore. Which, <laughs> great. The movie ends that way. Because she's dead. So, dead as hell. This is what's great. Again, I find this movie super. I found I found this movie very very funny, very comical, and it had the right amount of horror aspect with it to make it just scary enjoyable. You know. I want to. I'm going to give my rating now. Okay. And give an explanation for it. Okay. This is five victims. All right. And I want to say this movie did the funny horror mix perfectly, as compared to last week's movie Freaky, where it leaned more towards ha ha funny it was kind of funny and this one was actually genuinely funny and not scary but gory so that it mixed well together you know agreed okay um i'm actually gonna follow you out on the that rating i'm gonna give it five as well and like you said i do like this story premise of it and this is what i feel like comedy horror movies should be like we had a, a comment on our facebook page from one of our spooky fans you know saying what are some other comedy movies that you would love to see as a horror style one and he gave us some really great uh some really great advices i don't know did you see the comment i haven't read it yet oh, it was great because how funny would it be to have like um how to kill a man in 10 days that would be hilarious. You know, instead of uh, How to Lose a Man in 10 Days, have it the horror style of it. Because, again, Freaky was Freaky Friday, a horror comedy of Freaky Friday. Yeah. So, you know, what are some other ones like that? Because this movie falls in line with me for Happy Death Day, this one. It does fall in line with me for Freaky because, like I said, Freaky wasn't bad. It just wasn't what I was wanting or what I was expecting yeah, from a co- comedy horror movie. Um but the person that directed this one was the same person that you said directed the Charlie's Angels movies. Mick G. So it still had that comedy nature of it plus the the secondary genre. Because I do label this one more as a comedy than a horror. Like, right. I label this one as a horror in the, its second category. Yeah. If that makes sense. But yeah, no. Agreed 100%. And the other thing, like I said, I liked about this movie, it was that it built up a lot more character. It, the story was continuous. Yes, it, it, it was didn't solid. Seem to, it didn't seem to jump around with everybody else's side stories about it. You know, they focused in on Cole and how he was as the character, and they built around it. So I think that's what made it more comical. 
Yeah. With everything. There wasn't, there wasn't, we weren't getting every character's individual backstories right. to tie it to the central person in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, um, there was something they taught us in science and I, I'm just picturing it. It's like they have a central person and there's little lines that connect to everything else. Mm-hmm. And this movie, it was more like he was the nucleus of the movie and they built off of him. Right. And that's what, again, I feel like that you kind of hit the mark when you do that with a lot of movies. Yeah. You know, you don't have too many open open stories and open, like, questions of, well, what's this, you know? Yeah, you have some open questions of, well, okay, what was their dreams? But they didn't, again, they didn't touch on it a lot, so it helped you not even think about it. Yeah. They The only thing you knew is that they were going to make a deal with the devil to get what they wanted. Yeah, that's all we needed to know. Yeah, exactly. So... Definitely check this movie out. We saw it on Netflix. It is, like I said, a Netflix original. So all of y'all, please watch it. Tell me what you think about it. Tell me what your favorite scenes were on it. Yes. Tell me, tell me who your favorite character was on it. Because I'm not going to lie. I loved Sonia's banter and her weird quirkiness. I and think Allison's my favorite. Really? You liked Allison? Yeah, no, I liked Max too. Because I, I don't know. I, I liked Allison and I liked John. Because him talking about being covered in blood all the time, like that being his main thing, was hilarious. Oh, you're going to laugh hard for the second one then. We should, you know what, then if you're listening to this episode, I think that's my movie for next week, is the sequel. We're going to go with, oh, we're going to do a, oh, we're doing a twofer? A twofer. Yeah, so next week, join us in for the sequel of the Babysitter Drama Queen, or Killer Queen. Killer Queen. It's called Killer Queen. I don't appreciate that you said Drama Queen when you looked at me. I mean, what can I say? What can I say? The shoe fits, I guess. Um, And that movie actually came out in, like I said, in 2020. And the other cool thing about that movie, Spooky Fans, is that it continues off of this movie. So legitimately, if you're watching this movie, go watch the second one next, and it's like you're picking up the next story. It's the same characters. They build off. And it's the same main people. So Cole, the original Cole, Mm -hmm. he's in there. He's just three years older. Really? Same with Melanie. That's awesome. She's older. She's just three years older. Oh, same with the parents, same with everything. Like that's what again, that's what I love about some of these movies that they have that continuation on it. It's the same character so you can still build up the same dynamics. You have that connection to the previous movies. Yeah. What was your rating? 5. 5? Yeah, awesome. I told you I followed you on this okay. one too. Um, I do have housekeeping, not housekeeping, but something to share. Home news. Home news. S- spooky news. Spooky news. Welcome to the spooky news letter. Um the new season of American Horror Story comes out this month. Oh, really? Well, what was the theme? Uh, American or, Horror Story double it? feature. So, movies. So, or the, the theme is there are six episodes and six episodes. Um, the first one is By the Sea and the second one is By the Sand. So, okay. the theory is, because you know how they do the misleading things with the trailers, right? is that the first season is going to be set by the sea and the second and have something to do with mermaids or sirens. The second season is supposed to be dealing with aliens in the desert, supposedly. Huh. But, you know, with Roanoke, they threw you for a loop the entire season. True. But that is my news. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah. I guess spooky fans. Also, think of your teams. Uh, let us know what you uh, what you thought about this movie on uh, Facebook. Give us a rating. Let us know. Also, share it with your friends. Make sure to to hit subscribe and like <laughs> on our post. I kind of want to try to fig- maybe try to do like a contest or something. I don't know, um, but we'll let you know. We'll get back to that. I'm thinking and trying to play around with some stuff, spooky fans. So okay, kind of see. Uh, keep a. Uh, Keep an eye out on our Facebook page. <laughs> and an ear out on the podcast. That's right. So, as always, spooky fans, stay, stay spooky. spooky.